everyone. Welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible study author, adventure junkie, and founder of Voice of the Voiceless, empowering women in Africa. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations on discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Here's this week's episode. My special guest today is Dr. Susan Mead. As the founder of both Dance with Jesus Ministries and His Girls Gather, Susan has dedicated her life to helping others find calm in the chaos of life. Her goal is to equip others to be free from the drive for perfection and control. After Susan lost her youngest son, Kyle, she came to realize that even when things get broken, discarded, or replaced, people matter most. It was during this season in life that Dance with Jesus was written, a metaphor for discovering joy that has helped thousands discover life in the middle of their darkest moments. She holds an MBA from the University of Dallas, spent over 20 years at a high level with Johnson & Johnson, and received her Doctor of Theology degree in 2019. Well, welcome, Susan. It is such an honor to have you on the Make Life Matter podcast. Angela, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for extending the invitation. Absolutely. Well, I have known you for quite some time. We went to Israel together with Lisa Turkhurst. Remind me, do you remember what year that was we went? I do. It was 2015, so just a little over five years ago. Already been five years. You know, what was one of the most impacting moments of that trip for you? You know, when we stood up on the Mount of Olives, when Lisa was doing the teaching and opened up Zachariah and said, when the Lord returns and his feet hit the mountains Mm. and the mountain will split in two. And it's like, oh, Technicolor Bible, it literally leapt into life and became a river of living water just pouring out over me and I'm sure everyone else. But that was a rocking moment for me. It was amazing. I got goosebumps again when you were saying it. I, could, I was immediately transported back. And if you've never been and you're listening, you've got to go to Israel. It's such an amazing experience. And we're going to talk about the World Women's Wholeness Summit that we're both a part of in just a minute. But besides the bio that I've read, what's a fun fact or something interesting that maybe people wouldn't know about you at first glance? You know, I've been married to the same man since 1979, so over 41 years. Let's talk about the 3W Summit. I just got to be with you in Charlotte as we were kind of preparing and and vision casting with Dr. Barbara about this. So tell us about your involvement with the World Women's Wholeness Summit. That's coming up in March. We want all of our listeners to register, and I'm going to put that website in our show notes, 3wsummit.com. But But what was your part of this summit and what is your prayer for women as they're a part of it, Susan? You know, the 3W Summit is such a magnificent group of speakers from all walks of life. So I think it's so important to tune in and hear what God has for you at this time. There's over 80 speakers. So the depth and breadth of the information and knowledge is going to be vast. And we probably can't consume it all, but there's something that you need to hear this year. So I encourage you to plug in and take that which God is feeding you because it will be rich. It will be rich. I agree. I can't wait myself. And 
there was something you shared in Charlotte as we sat around that tea room and just began to brainstorm and vision cast for what God is doing. And it was so impacting for me. I wonder if you'd share that with our listeners about what you believe and have sensed that God is saying to his women in this season. It was about the bride's room. I don't want to give it away, but if I would love for you to share that before we kind of get into your story, Susan. I'd be honored to, Angela. You know, the Lord's been speaking to me lately. I mean, for this is a couple years now, so I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with this message, whether it's a, a book or a blog post or, or what. But he asked me one day, who dresses the bride? And it's like, what do you mean, Lord? He said, when you go to a wedding today, who dresses the bride? And I'm thinking, in the Bible? He said, no, at the church. Who dresses the bride mm. at the church? And I started thinking about it. And it's the bridesmaid and the mother. It is the women of the church who are dressing the bride of Christ mm. in preparation for his return. He's given us all the tools, but the women know how to dress. Mm, I love it. That's, it's so powerful. It's such a powerful word picture as yes. we're preparing and coming out of this year of so much uncertainty. He's, he wants us to help prepare his bride for his return. And it's close. We don't know when it is, but it's closer than it's ever been. <laughs> it's, yes. it's a lot closer than it was 20 years ago. And we're just in anticipation of what he's going to do and his coming. So I just want to thank you for the role you play in the kingdom, in dressing the bride and preparing his people. And I know that you've come through some really difficult seasons that were, in your words, pivot points in your life. And I would love for you to share with us kind of that trajectory of that period of life. You know, we talk a lot here at the podcast of how we can discover miracles in every day and in messy moments and miracles come in all forms and shapes and sizes. So just share with us the season or multiple seasons you've been through Susan. And I know you have so much wisdom and insight to offer us today. Thanks Angela. You know, I forget what year it was, but it's been at least 16 or 17 years ago. My mother called one Tuesday morning and told me, that my sister Betty, a bit absolutely brilliant PhD nurse, had done the unthinkable Angela. Mm. She had bought a gun and used it on herself. Mm. And in that moment, when I heard that my sister had died, I physically felt a caress from my left shoulder to my right, across my broken heart. I felt the hand of God caress my broken heart. Mm. I then heard the loud, audible voice of the Lord speaks so much love to me. I knew where she was. The love was amazing and indescribable. But following that, the peace that the Bible says passes understanding, encompassed, eclipsed, and I don't know. There's no earthly words to describe that heavenly moment. But what I know is I've never experienced anything like that before or since. Mm. And what I walked out of that with was, who is this God that loves me so exquisitely 
that he touches me, he talks to me, he enfolds me in his peace. Who is this God? And that is my pivot point to find out who he is. Mm. And he is pure, sweet love, isn't he? Wow. Had you, did you not have a relationship with Jesus before that point? <laughs> I don't remember coming to Jesus. I remember knowing Jesus, mm. even as a little bitty girl. My mother taught me to hold his hand. You're mm. never alone. So when everybody else has their hands up, mine might be tightly clasped because I'm hanging on for dear life. Mm. You know, as a teenager, and you know, I wandered my own way, but I've always known God, but I don't think I knew. I knew of him, but I don't know that I truly knew him mm. like he wanted me. Wow. So walk us through what, when, what was that period of time? When did that take place? It's about 16 or 17 years ago. Okay. And about it, four years later, I had another tragic call mm. that you're aware of. My older son called me on a beautiful Saturday morning, Angela. My husband and I were at my favorite place shopping for new trellises for the yard. I'm a master gardener, little known fact. I'm a master gardener. <laughs> so you know, it was springtime, it was the end of March, and it was time to put stuff up for things to grow on. And I had just picked two beautiful new ornaments and was in line to pay for them when my phone rang, and it was my older son, Matt literally wailing, wailing into the phone. Hmm. Kyle died last night. Kyle died, mama. Kyle died. And Kyle is my younger son. And his older son called and said his baby brother had died. Hmm. And Angela, all I could say is the earth felt like it split apart and a black abyss opened up and I fell into the Mm. big, black, ragged, dark, deep hole. And it's devastating to hit that. That was my baby, the one that would put his head in my neck and snuggle, the one who would tell me everything. And he was gone. But God. Mm. But God. On the morning of Kyle's service, God gave me a dream. And in that dream, I saw Kyle in his blue jeans, his Scooby-Doo shirt, his favorite shirt, and a blazer, which meant he was at an official hockey function when he had his blazer on. Mm. And he was doing that dance. I think it's called the cabbage patch, where they were in that deep squat with their arms circling. He was dancing like that, and propped against the wall were two hockey sticks crossed. Mm. And facing Kyle was Jesus down low in a squat with his arms circling too. Oh, wow. And Angela, when Jesus saw me, he literally stepped up and pointed his finger into my face as he leaned in and said, this is to bring you great joy. I taught him how. I taught him how to dance. Mm. This mama knew where her baby was. Wow. Yeah. He was in Jesus' presence, and that's just mind-boggling. Could you see in that moment how the death of your sister and those four years prepared you in any way for this? I don't know how you can ever be prepared as a mom. I'm a mom of two young adults, and 
that is the call no mother ever wants to receive. And I, I can't imagine, you know, the depth of, like you said, the, the dark, ragged black hole is even, even as you describe that, I could feel a sense of that. Was there anything in that four years that prepared you for that or anything that Jesus had shown you after the death of your sister for that moment? Or were they two independent experiences that God uniquely walked you through? It's a really good question. I'm not sure I've thought about it in that mm. context, but I know that I had a deeper relationship with God through the word because he had pointed me into growing a relationship with him. So I encountered God in a beautiful way. And Angela, what is so magnificent, three days later, we did a memorial service down at his college in Lafayette, Louisiana for the kids who couldn't come up to his service. And one of the girls had gotten all his friends to download the pictures and she did a three foot banner of pictures. So I had that three years of him at college and playing hockey mm. and everything. And it's so amazing that when I got halfway through unrolling that banner, I was frozen because there in the middle of that banner was Kyle in a picture in his blue jeans, his Scooby-Doo shirt, his blazer, way down low dancing oh. with one hockey stick propped against the wall. And I'd never seen it except in a dream several days earlier. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Talk about a miracle moment. Wow. Yes. So, you know, I know that I know that I know that God is talking to me through that. And it's just so beautiful. I still get stories about that. Mm. When my older son got married a couple of years ago, he married the woman who made that banner, that three foot long banner. She knew Kyle. So my daughter-in-law, Kyle was in, is the one who introduced Matt and Lindsay. Oh, is that wow. beautiful? Is wow. that beautiful? And Kyle's very best friend played hockey with him in Lafayette, Louisiana, was from Sydney, Australia. And the moment that he heard Kyle had passed away, he got on the plane to be there. And he was one of the, the groomsmen. Mm. And Lindsay wanted a picture of Kyle there because, you know, he was part and parcel of the family. And the very first thing after the wedding part was over and pictures were being made is Bub, Stephen, grabbed that picture of Kyle and pulled the ones who knew each other together and were, had pictures. And I told Stephen about, you know, the, my dream. And he said, oh, girl, that's a famous picture. Lindsay had that blown up into a poster posted on her garage all those years ago. It's like, I didn't know that. Wow. You know, so even 10 years later, I hear stories that I didn't know about crazy. So that gives me the catalyst of your book, Dance with Jesus, because that's Absolutely. where that came from. So tell yes. us a little bit about the process of writing that. How long after 
both of these traumatic experiences that you went through, losing your sister, losing Kyle, how long was it before you wrote Dance with Jesus? And what are some of the key, you know, takeaways that you share with people in that book? Yeah, that's a great question. You can't write something in the broken, bitter, dark moments. There has to be healing. Hmm. There has to be healing. Otherwise, you're simply heaping your grief on top of someone else and making their vessel very broken. Hmm. So it was about either five and a half or six years later, Angela, and literally I was doing the Experiencing God workbook when a question one night was, what does God want you to do right now? And I heard sing my love song and I laughed out loud because I can't carry a tune in the bucket and God knows it. And I told him that, you know, and when you get sassy with God, he kind of talks back to you. <laughs> yes, he does. So then I heard next is what's in your hand. And I looked at my hand and I had a pen because I was in a workbook and I heard use it. So I pushed the workbook aside and got a brand new journal out and literally just wrote and at 5.30 in the morning, when I put my pen down, I thought, well, that took longer than the two lines to write. Mm. <laughs> and the very first email I saw the next day was, she speaks, a speakers and writers conference. Like, you want me to do something with this guy? Really? Mm -hmm. So that's the story of how Dance with Jesus was born. I had no idea I was writing a book. You know, that's the way God operates in our life. It's not like, let me set out to do this. There are times he does tell us to do it that way, but so often it's birthed out of our own baby steps of obedience, just doing the next thing. What is he calling you to do in this moment? What is he calling, what's in your hand to use with it? So tell us a little bit about Dance with Jesus. Tell us about some of what you share. I don't want to give it away. I want people to buy the book and, and read it. And I know you've written another one. I know that's one of the ways you're making your life matter for the kingdom is sharing your story and sharing your life experience. But Tell us a couple, you know, critical pieces of what took place as you were writing that or some takeaways the Lord has dropped in your heart. You know, I think the key takeaway is where there's tragedy. When we allow God to be the lifter of our head, he takes us into triumph because mm -hmm. we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. When we withhold our words where healing and hope has been given to us from him, are we withholding somebody else's healing and hope? Mm. So I think that's what's so important is regardless of what we encounter, I mean, I lost Holt's sister four years to the day that we lost Kyle. Mm. And Angela, that woman had cancer and literally could not move, hadn't spoken in hours. But she pivoted from her hips up off that bed, this immobilized woman, and the glorious golden glow of God lit her from within and lit that entire room. Mm. So I've seen death is not traumatic. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. And I think that gives someone who's lost a child and a sister and others so much hope and so much peace mm. and so much joy because it's simply a door that we walk through and we get to choose which door we walk through. I choose life. Mm, that's so good. You use the word immobilize. And I was thinking about the fact that we often think tragedy immobilizes us, 
but it's not mm-hmm. so much the tragedy. It's our response or our inability to move past that place. And like you said, to truly live, how did, what's one key that helped you to pivot? I, and I feel like I probably know the answer. I'm sure it was the word of God and digging into it. And like you said, then speaking that word, but I also know with your medical experience, with everything that you're bringing to the table, your theology background, what is one key pivot point for someone who says, I can't get out of this feeling of being immobilized from tragedy? Because you're sharing something very powerful. It's not that tragedy immobilizes or pain. It's our inability to be able to move past that place. So I'd love to hear one way you pivoted from that and how we can do that? Well, I think it's most important to say an event or a moment doesn't define you, but how you step out of it does. Mm. And for me, in that big, black, ragged abyss, I heard very clearly, look up. Look up. Find the light. And as I found the light, I literally felt compelled to get into the Bible, to renew my mind daily. Mm. Because with that, the way I look at it, Angela, is in my darkness, I felt like I was living with my hands over my head, looking down at my feet, defeated. And in the Bible, who does it say is under our feet? Mm. The enemy. Who was I listening to? You think you're a mama? You couldn't even raise blah, 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 mm. blah, blah, la, 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 la. And when I read or heard, look up, and I read that he's the lifter of our heads, find the light, find the light. I dug into light. I think on Bible Gateway was my first thing. I just searched light. Okay, what does God say about light? If I'm going to renew my mind, I'm going to turn away from the liar. I'm going to let God lift my head up out of my circumstances. This is a choice. Lift my head. Okay, God, yeah, I give. I'm yours. Lift my head up. Mm. Light. Where is light? What is light? Who is light? I wanted to read. And if it was a thousand scriptures, I'm cherry-picked. But if it was 10 or 20 or 30, I could read every one of them. Mm. And then I would copy and paste the sound bites out of that angel. So, you know, the light of the Lord, whatever it was, I could pull those little snippets and let them sink into my heart. Mm. And then I might copy and paste them and center justify all that. Just, you know, just center it. And some days it was just a bunch of words on a piece of paper, but other days it might appear like an anchor or Mm. a ship or a cross or a heart. And God spoke to me, not just through the words, but through the pictures that his words produced. So as I renewed my mind, I changed my thinking. Mm. And my thinking became more centered on truth because God is truth and God is love. And when I realized how deeply loved we are, that changes everything. Mm. And actually, my dissertation is titled The Power of Love. I've never published it. I need to do that next. Oh, wow. Yes, <laughs> yes. The Power of Love. 
you know, I think sometimes I even have a t-shirt that says faith over fear. You know, you see those with the line and I do believe yeah. we have to walk in faith. But as you're saying that it reminds me of that passage, I think it's in first John that says perfect love drives out fear. So when we really know how loved we are, then we are looking at the light. We're finding the light. We're intentionally looking for the light to say, I'm not going to walk in fear. I'm not going to walk in darkness. I'm not going to be paralyzed. I'm going to choose light. I've never heard anyone talk about looking at scripture the way you did in the word pictures. I think that's absolutely beautiful and profound. And I know that has been life-changing for someone who has heard that. And and I, I, I want to talk to you all day, but we're, believe it or not, we're coming kind of toward the end of our interview. But I want to I want to know outside of your sister, Holt's sister, and of course, your precious son, Kyle, when you step into heaven, Susan, who is the first person you want to sit down and have a conversation with and why? I'd love to know why that person resonates with you, especially with now your deep dive that you've had into the word of God? You know, it's really interesting. It's either Rahab or Ruth. Hmm. I want to talk to the women that are in the bloodline of Christ and see, did they ever see that hope hmm. coming through them? Did they realize what a miracle they were carrying, what their bloodline was given life to do. Mm, that's Just powerful. That's powerful. Especially as yeah. a mother, your bloodline and the life. There's another reference to life. Life and light are definitely pillars of your walk mm -hmm. with God. I love Rahab and Ruth. I wrote about Rahab and Fearless. And to think about these women who were even outside of Jewish heritage that God used right in the bloodline of Jesus, which is such encouragement to us because you mentioned those lies that the enemy just jumps on these situations they go through that we go through. He wants us to feel disqualified from, from purpose and from, from significance and from being used and making our life matter for the kingdom. But what you're encouraging us today is don't listen to those disqualifying voices listen to what the word of God is saying and speaking over your life. And thank you for that. I know Rahab and Ruth cannot wait to sit down and talk to you and, and listen to your stories. What a day that's going to be, Susan, isn't it? And, and I'm going to ask you to pray over us in just a moment, but let's, let us know what's coming up. I know you've written another book besides Dance with Jesus. And how can people connect with you? How can they find out more about your ministry, get the, the resources that you have for them? The, my website is Susan B like boy Mead, so S U S A N B M E A D dot com. It's an easy place to go. And you know, one of the things I do each week, Angela, is I do a Facebook Live. How can I pray for you? Hmm. So if y'all would like to find me, I'm at Author Susan B Mead. So Facebook dot com slash Author Susan B Mead, and I'd be honored to pray specifically for you. I do it. On Wednesday, it's live at 555, uh, divine number. Um, and that's the easiest place to find me where I can encounter you and speak life into you. And what's the other book that you have besides Dance with Jesus? Uh, don't Go Through Life Naked. 
Don't go through life close. naked. How could we miss that? We got to make sure that gets included. It's how to clothe yourself in God's power. And that came out of Ephesians 6, the full armor of God, when God revealed something I'd never encountered before. And he gave me Revelation 16, 15 to couple with it. So that's where that came mm. from. So dance with Jesus and don't go through life naked. Two great yeah. admonishments today that we can take away. Well, <laughs> guys, we have only scratched the surface of what Susan's, the breadth, the width, the depth of her insight, her wisdom, um, the, the gift that she is to the kingdom of God. I know you're not going to want to miss the, the Women's Wholeness Summit, and that is 3wsummit.com. Susan is one of the speakers there. I'm speaking there as well as, as she said, over 80, you know, world-class speakers that are going to speak to your wholeness in every way, body, mind, soul, spirit. We've touched on a number of those, of those areas today. So thank you, Susan, for just sharing with us and just imparting not only what you've been through, but how you've come through it and encouraging us to not let any situation in life or the fear that so many are facing, even as we launch into 2021, still so many uncertain things, yet we know who is, is holding a very certain future for us. And so we never have to feel paralyzed by fear. His love casts out fear and we can rest in the power of his love. I agree. I'm going to stand in agreement that that book needs to come into fruition for us, the power of his love, because it's it's evident that you walk and live in that power. And I'm so grateful that God has connected us. And thank you. Is there anything else that you want to share before you pray for us today, Susan? I just want to share, keep your eyes on Jesus because you can't see fear and you can't fall when you're looking at him. Mm, it's powerful. It's beautiful. It's, it's mm. easy to say, but it's not always easy to do. So we have to look for the light mm -hmm look for the light, keep our face to the light. And, and when we're fixed on him, we can't fall. So thank you so much, Susan. It's been such an honor to host you. And I'd love to have you pray. I know that you're a prayer warrior. You pray every week over people. So would you just speak a blessing, especially for those maybe who have gone through loss, experienced any kind of trauma. I'd love for you to just speak life and hope into them. If you could, as you pray for us today. I would love to. So dear heavenly father, we come into your presence. And we thank you that you say, come boldly, not fearfully, not shamefully, but boldly into your throne room of grace because we're your children. Regardless of what we've done or what's been done to us, when we say, Father, forgive me, you do. You do. And Father, I pray John 10, 10, the thief, the liar, I put him in my left hand and call him liar, comes to steal, kill, destroy. But Jesus said, ah, I put him in my right hand because he's righteous. Came to give life, abundant life. So if you've dealt with the tragedy in your family and you've been riling at God, angry and bitter because somebody has died or you've lost something, I simply ask you, was it steal, kill, destroy from the liar in your left hand or was it life? abundant life from Jesus Christ. Look to the truth of who Jesus is. He is life giver. He is love. He loves you beyond anything I can espouse or say, but he loves you. 
and love redeems all ills. So look up to the Lord, let him be your light and let him produce life, abundant life in your life. In the beautiful name of Jesus, amen. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. Season two is sponsored in part by Worley Dahlberg Yao PLLC. You can learn more about this award-winning law firm at lawfirmvirginia.com. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit angeladonadio.com for books, free goodies, and opportunities to feature your ministry or business as a sponsor. Find me on Facebook at Angela Donadio VOV and Instagram at Angela Donadio, where we do podcast giveaways each month. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's make life matter.